The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Zarchik fumbles the football. It's picked up by Herman Edwards. Deshaun Jackson gets a block. Are you kidding? McNabb is back. He is firing. Caught by Freddie Mitchell. It's fourth and it's still a foot. Didn't get it again. Get it again. That's unbelievable. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. You are listening to BGN Memories with John Stolmes. Hello, Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to another edition of BGN Memories, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Stolness. And uh, with this weekend's game against the Dallas Cowboys at Lincoln Financial Field, essentially a playoff game for the Eagles, I thought this would be a good week to take a look back at some recent Eagles-Cowboys matchups. Similarly, in the final week or two of the season, that essentially were postseason games. Games that mattered for your playoff life. Do or die games. The winner goes in, the loser stays home. And there's also a game in here which both teams ended up going to the playoffs. But huge seeding implications uh, were at stake. So uh, we're going to get into all that here in the next few minutes. We're going to look at five games in particular. A game from 1991, a game from 2006, 2008, 2009, and 2013. Uh, These are some... Uh, recent Eagles-Cowboys matchups in which both teams uh, had a chance of reaching the postseason, and yet uh, one way or another, through one swing or another, uh, one of those teams went home and one of those teams moved on, with, with the exception of, of one of those seasons. But you'll, can see, you'll see in that other season why I included it, because the difference between winning and staying home was monumental. So, Don't forget to subscribe to the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed on Apple Podcasts. Hey, folks, uh, leave a review and let me know what you think of this podcast. Uh, If there's any other memories you'd like to see me do, uh, I'd be happy to jump into it. But uh, let let me know what you think of the podcast and what you think of all of us uh, overall by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed. So let's start with the first game, and we go back to 1991. Uh, The Eagles uh, played that season with a new coach, Rich Kotite. Uh, They were fresh off of three straight first-round playoff exits. Earlier in the season, they'd lost Randall Cunningham in the first week of the season when Bryce Popp of the Green Bay Packers uh, smashed his helmet into Randall's knee, uh, blowing out his ACL. Jim McMahon came in and led the Eagles to a 3-1 record. He had a phenomenal season as the Eagles' backup quarterback when he was on the field. Uh, But he had a hard time staying healthy, as you'll hear. Uh, One of those wins uh, during Jim McMahon's uh, 3-1 run 
uh, came in week three when the Eagles set a record with 11 sacks of Troy Aikman in a 24-0 win at Dallas. Remember that game? However, in October, the Eagles struggled mightily. They went winless during the month of October. Uh, Jim McMahon went down uh, with an injury, and the Eagles used a combination of Brad Gable, Pat Ryan, and Jeff Kemp in eight games total during that season. When McMahon was down and after going winless in October, the Eagles were 3-5 and five after eight weeks. However, McMahon came back in Week 10, and despite a really bad elbow, the Eagles went on a six-game winning streak to move to 9-5 and five heading into Week 16. However, in the last of those wins in Week 15, McMahon broke five ribs during a Monday night win against the Giants, and that's when Dallas came to town at Veterans Stadium, exactly like this year. Both teams were 9-5, and five, and a win for either team meant a postseason berth. A loss meant they would be out of the playoffs. The Cowboys, at this point, had lost nine straight to the Eagles, so... Uh, Philadelphia had this team's number, and of course that spanned the Buddy Ryan years. Uh, Buddy Ryan never lost a game to the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, here we have Rich Kotite as the head coach, and with Cunningham and McMahon both out, Jeff Kemp would get the start in this do-or-die matchup. And things went about as you would expect given the quarterbacks. The Eagles held a 10-8 lead heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, Kemp was starting against Steve Berline, who was subbing for an injured Troy Aikman. So neither team had their best quarterbacks going, which is part of the reason why this was a 10-8 game heading into the fourth quarter. And remember, the Eagles' defense in 1991, this was one of the greatest defenses in NFL history. They were number one against the pass, they were number one against the run, and they were number one overall. They were monsters. It's a sh if Randall Cunningham had stayed healthy, frankly, if Jim McMahon had managed to stay healthy, the Eagles probably go on and win the Super Bowl in 1991. I don't care how good the Washington Redskins were in 1991. I don't think anybody was beating this Eagles team if they had had a, a reasonably functional offense that season. But you had Jeff Kemp as the starting quarterback going here in this Week 16 game. And with the Eagles holding a very slim 10-8 lead, it was a special teams play in the fourth quarter that ended up turning the tide in Dallas's favor. Martin at the 15. Got a lot of room. There is a flag down, and Isaac Hall with the block. Touchdown, Dallas, if the play stands. The officials are still sorting it out. Robert Drummond has been hurt on the play off the block from Isaac Holt. And we have no indication yet. 85 yards for Kelvin Martin if it stands. It stands. Formation on the kicking team. Penalty declined. Touchdown. That Kelvin Martin touchdown put the Cowboys up 15 to 10. The Eagles would inch a little bit closer with a Roger Ruzek field goal that made it 15 to 13. But Dallas then went on a long drive that culminated in a Michael Irvin touchdown catch. 6:07 to go in the game. Dallas leading by two. Burland. Touchdown, Dallas! Michael Irvin, seventh of the year. That made it a 22-13 game. Dallas would tack on another field goal, ultimately ending this game in a 25-13 win for the Cowboys, ending the Eagles' chances at a trip to the postseason. The Cowboys would make the playoffs at 11-5, 
the Eagles would go 10 and 6. They ended up beating uh, the, uh, I think the, the Redskins were 14 and 1 coming into Veterans Stadium in the final week of the season. So it was obviously a game that didn't matter for either team, and the Eagles ended up beating them on a last second field goal to go 10 and 6, but they would miss the postseason. It was one of the most disappointing losses, really. Um, during that era because the Eagles had won nine in a row against the Cowboys, and here you had a game that mattered for everything. The Eagles win, they go to the postseason. They lose, they stay home. It was unlikely, even if they managed to beat the Cowboys, it's unlikely that they would have won a playoff game with Randall Cunningham and Jim McMahon both hurt. I don't think Jim McMahon was playing on broken broken ribs. He wouldn't have played in Week 17, but it's really doubtful that he would have been ready to go for the postseason as well. It's just a shame those those injuries at the quarterback position wasted one of the greatest defensive seasons ever in NFL history. So let's move to 2006. And now back in 2006, these two teams met in Week 16 as well, and a trip to the playoffs was on the line once again. This time, the game was in Dallas. And once again, the Eagles did not have their starting quarterback for this matchup. This was the Jeff Garcia season, and this Dallas game was the last of three games in a row against division opponents. The season looked dead in the water when the Eagles went 5-6, and six, and McNabb was lost in a game against the Titans. Uh, the Eagles then uh, were blown out by the Colts uh, the week after that game to drop them to 5-6, and six, and it looked like they had no chance of making the postseason. But then they won three in a row. They beat Atlanta, they beat New York, they beat Washington, and they came into Dallas with an 8-6 and six record that day. Dallas was one game better at 9-5, and five, but the Cowboys had lost to Philadelphia earlier in the season in the Terrell Owens return game. Remember that game? That was the Lito Shepard interception return game. So uh, the Eagles um, had the tiebreaker over Dallas. If they beat the Cowboys... In this Week 16 game, which was played on Christmas Day, by the way, against Bill Parcells, then the Eagles would win the division, and Dallas would go home without making the playoffs. So the Eagles got on the board first, thanks to a seven-minute drive that ended in a Garcia touchdown to former Eagles legend, Matt Schobel. And this is the 13th play of this drive as Garcia throws and is caught for a touchdown by Matt Schobel. The number two tight end, L.J. Smith, came out. Schobel came in. It's a 25-yard touchdown and a 90-yard drive for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys then fumbled the ensuing kickoff only to have Jeff Garcia get intercepted by Anthony Henry, and the Cowboys drove to the Eagles' one-yard line. But there, one of the great defensive stands in team history. Now they'll need to convert a fourth and goal to tie the game. They toss it back to Barber, and what a stand by the Philadelphia defense. And that's Quentin Michael, who's a special teams guy who's been in on the last three tackles because Michael Lewis is hurt. So Quentin Michael's seeing more action out of the safety spot. And boy, has he come up big on this series. And with that stop, the Eagles stuffed the Cowboys on four attempts from the one-yard line. Uh, they took over and then went down to score. The Eagles took over and went down to score a field goal to make it 10-0. Shortly before the half, Romo, Tony Romo and the Cowboys responded with a 14-yard touchdown pass to T.O. That one hurt a little bit, but it was only one of two passes that Owens caught on the day for 23 yards. Second and three. And Romo is going to throw that one into the end zone and caught by Owens. So Owens comes back toward the middle of the field, gets away from Sheldon Brown, 
and T.O. puts Dallas on the board. But give the Eagles credit because with just seconds left, they responded with a clutch field goal drive of their own as Akers connected on a 45-yarder to make it 13-7 as time expired heading into the locker room. On the opening drive of the third quarter, Garcia beat a Dallas blitz and completed a 65-yard catch and run to L.J. Smith. The Eagles finished the drive with another field goal, and it was 16-7. So the Eagles were in control of this game for the most part, but Dallas was hanging around. Early in the fourth quarter, Brian Dawkins intercepted a, 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 a Romo pass in front of Owens, and then on a nearly seven-minute drive that included 10 running plays, Carell Buckhalter pounded it in from one yard out and gave the Eagles an insurmountable 23-7 lead. Check out some of these numbers from this game. The Eagles ran the ball 42 times for 204 yards. Brian Westbrook accounted for 122 of those yards. And Garcia in the passing game gained 238 yards on the day. The defense got three sacks and, may, and uh, intercepted Romo twice. Dallas had just 200, 201 total yards of offense in their own stadium. And with the win, the Eagles clinched a playoff berth, and then later they would clinch the division the following week when the Cowboys lost. The Eagles then beat the Giants in the wildcard round at the link and lose a heartbreaker in New Orleans in the divisional round. So when we come back, we're going to get into probably the most well-known late-season Eagles-Cowboys matchup. You uh, might remember it as the 44-6 game. That's up next here on BGN Memories. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we're back on BGN Memories. So we are going through some memorable late-season Eagles-Cowboys matchups that essentially decided who would go to the playoffs and who would stay home. And 2008 is obviously the one that most of you remember most fondly. Uh, it was, uh, of course, recounted in the movie Silver Linings Playbook uh, at the very end when the Eagles uh, beat the Cowboys on the last week of the season with a playoff spot on the line. And it's it's just, even though we all know the score, we know 44-6, to six, we all remember what happened, it's still fun to tell the story. And it is a wild day as the unexpected happened. The dream of a lot of us has come true. Yes, if the Cowboys had won, they'd be in, but it was the same for the Eagles. The Cowboys came into this game at 9-6. and six. The Eagles were 8-6-1. and one. The Eagles had no business playing for a postseason berth at all in this game. But they got the miracles they were looking for in the 1 o'clock games. The Bears and the Buccaneers, who the Eagles had to leapfrog, they needed losses from both of those teams to even have a chance in this 425 game. Both of them lost, setting up a what was essentially a playoff game between these two teams. Whoever won 
would be the sixth seed. The loser would go home. A very similar situation to this year. For one quarter, at least, it was close. It was a 3-3 game after the first quarter, and then the wheels fell off for Dallas. In the second quarter, the Eagles took control when Donovan McNabb found Carell Buckhalter for a 59-yard catch and run. McNabb takes the snap. He's back. He looks. He steps up. He pumps. He is firing it, and it is complete up to the 50, the 45-40. 35-30 is Buckhalter. 25-20, 15, 10, Buckhalter to the 5. He then snuck the ball up the middle himself for a touchdown that made it 10-3. Uh, McNabb also completed a four-yard touchdown pass to Buck Halter later in the quarter and hit tight end Brent Selleck for a one-yard touchdown pass as the Eagles jumped ahead by three touchdowns, 24-3. Backs in an open set. They go up and over to Westbrook. McNabb fakes. He rolls. He throws. Complete touchdown, Brent Selleck. McNabb faked and went to Brent Selleck in the corner of the end zone. And the margin increases. And that's when things started to get really crazy. Uh, a kick return fumble by Pac-Man Jones with just five seconds left in the half allowed the Eagles to close out the first half with a long 50-yard field goal from David Akers. Here we go. The ball is spotted. The kick is away. It's got the distance. It's gone! <laughs> That made it 27-3 heading into the locker room, and Dallas was done at this point. But there was still a whole second half left to play, and it was party time in Philadelphia. Uh, the Cowboys did complete a gadget play where Jason Witten uh, caught a 42-yard uh, pass from Terrell Owens. It took uh, Dallas deep into the Eagles' territory. But uh, Brian Dawkins sacked Tony Romo, forced a fumble, which was recovered and returned for a touchdown by Chris Clemens. It is second down and 15 at the Eagles' 19. Back goes Romo again. He steps up. He hit. It's fumbled. It is picked up. Running with the football is Chris Clemens. 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And then on the Cowboys' next drive, Marion Barber fumbled as the Cowboys were driving once again. A fumble also caused by Brian Duncans inside the Eagles' 5-yard line, and it was scooped up by Joselio Hansen. First and ten, Romo back, he floats it out on the far side to Barber, Barber fumbles the football, it's stripped away, it's picked up, it's Hanson down the near sideline, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Auxilio Hanson, 97 yards. That made it 41-3. to Chris Clemens would sack Romo again, which would cause a number, another fumble, which led to another field goal, and the Eagles eventually led 44-3. to From that point on, everybody just put it on cruise control, and the Eagles would take that number six seed in the playoffs. They squeaked in um, with that 44-3 to lead, one of the most memorable games this team has ever played against the Dallas Cowboys. In all, the Eagles forced five turnovers in the game, Buckhalter was a huge star, 122 yards from scrimmage. McNabb threw two touchdown passes and ran for one. The Eagles ended the regular season at 9-6-1 and, and gave them one of their more improbable, started, started them on one of their more, more improbable postseason runs ever. They beat the Vikings in Minnesota in the wild card round and then upset the number one seed Giants at the Meadowlands in the divisional round before eventually falling to the Cardinals in Arizona in the NFC Championship game. But... No one who was there will ever forget the 44-6 game in 2008. 
So while we do remember that 08 game fondly, we forget that the following year, with a huge opportunity on the line, the Eagles choked against the Cowboys in the final week of the season. Now, in this Week 17 game in 2009, this was not do or die. The only one of these games that wasn't a do or die scenario. But there were huge seeding implications in this one. Coming into their 2009, this is the following season, Week 17, coming into the game, the Eagles were 11-4 and and led the Cowboys by a game at 10-5. and However, the Eagles had lost to Dallas earlier in the season, so in order to win the division, the Eagles needed to win this game. If they had won, they would have moved to 12-4 and and secured themselves the number two seed in the, in the NFC, which would have given them a first-round bye and home-field advantage in the divisional round. However, because the Cowboys had beaten the Eagles earlier in the season, a win by Dallas would give them the division, make Dallas the number three seed, the Eagles would then be the sixth seed, meaning a return visit to Dallas in the wild card round the following week. So here's the scenario. Win, and you're the two seed, and you get a first-round bye and a home playoff game in the divisional round. Lose, and you're the sixth seed, and you've got to go back to Dallas the following week and try and win again. And if you don't think that is a huge difference, you're crazy. And folks, the Eagles, with all of that on the line, did not show up to play in this one. The Cowboys started things off with a nine-play, 80-yard touchdown drive uh, to Jason Witten that gave them an early 7-0 lead. The Eagles had a couple possessions but didn't do much with them. Uh, the Cowboys then scored on another touchdown drive, a 14-yard strike to Patrick Creighton from Tony Romo, made it 14-0. The Eagles then pushed the ball to the Dallas 14, but the turning point of the game, McNabb fumbled, Dallas recovered. It ultimately led to a field goal that made it 17-0 at halftime, and the Eagles were done. They opened the half by moving the ball into Dallas territory, but Akers missed a 53-yard field goal. The Cowboys eventually got a 49-yard touchdown from Felix Jones to make it 24-0 with six minutes left in the third quarter, and that's how the game ended. The Eagles were never in this thing. It was their first shutout loss since Week 13 of 2005, and it was their first loss overall since Week 10. The Eagles were rolling coming into this game. They were rolling. But, the, but they lose that one game, and now you're not the two seed, you're the six seed. And so the following week, the Eagles go back into Dallas, and they allowed 27 second-quarter points and got blown out by the Cowboys for the second straight week, 34-14. The Eagles lost all three games against the Cowboys that year, and that was Donovan McNabb's final game as an Eagle. That offseason, he was traded to Washington. It is interesting to think what would have happened if the Eagles had won that Week 17 game and gotten the number two seed. Because getting that first round by, getting that home field advantage in the divisional round almost guarantees you a spot in the NFC Championship game. Do, do the Eagles trade McNabb? Maybe. They probably, I mean, I think the writing was starting to become uh, a little bit blatant on the wall there that it was time for Donovan McNabb to move on. But if, you, if he gets you back to the NFC Championship game, do the Eagles trade him? Do they move on from the Donovan McNabb era? Do things, how differently do things change? I would, love, I would love for the multiverse to exist to see the Eagles win that Week 17 game and see what happened. Last game we're going to talk about here is from 2013. And once again, on the final week of the season, the Eagles and Cowboys fought for a playoff berth. 
The Eagles went into Dallas at 9-6 and six in Chip Kelly's first season as head coach. Dallas was 8-7. and seven. But again, a Dallas win would give them the division title. They'd beaten the Eagles in Philadelphia back in Week 7, 17-3. So the Eagles had a one-game lead, but they had to win this game in order to make the postseason. The winner would win the division. The loser would go home. Now, this was the Nick Foles season in which he threw 27 touchdowns and just two interceptions, subbing for an injured Michael Vick. After taking a 3-0 lead into the second quarter, the Eagles got the game's first touchdown thanks to a three-yard pass from Foles to LaShawn McCoy. Eagles now at the three-yard line. That was a game of 22. Fake to Jackson. Pass caught. Touchdown. LaShawn McCoy takes it into the end zone. However, the Cowboys, who were led by backup quarterback Kyle Orton in for Tony Romo, drove Dallas back down the field and found the end zone, with Orton hitting backup tight end Gavin Escobar for a 17-yard catch uh, to make it uh, 10-7. But just before the half, the Eagles found the end zone themselves, with just 119 remaining in the half, thanks to a 14-yard pass from Foles to Brent Selleck. From the 14 to the outside he goes, and that is caught by Selleck. Touchdown. Woo! And he takes a shot from Church at the end of the play, but the turnover and two quick plays to Selleck for the score. That made it 17-7, although the Cowboys managed a quick 44-yard field goal before the clock expired, so that uh, sent both teams to the locker room with the Birds leading 17-10. Dallas scored field goals on their first two possessions in the third quarter to make it 17-16, but running back Bryce Brown, remember Bryce Brown, everybody? He scored on a six-yard touchdown to give the Eagles an eight-point lead, 24-16. Give it to Brown, swinging to the outside and taking it into the end zone. Touchdown, Eagles. But Dallas was not done yet. Give Orton credit. He drove them down the field and found Des Bryant on a 32-yard catch and run that made it 24-22. Orton throws. Bryant! Did catch! Bryant's on his way to the end zone! Touchdown! Broke away from Patrick Chung. And now the two-point conversion. But the Eagles had that two-point lead, which forced Dallas to go for the two-point conversion. Play clock is down to three. And incomplete intended for Bryant, carrying Williams with the coverage. So still a two-point game. Philly's going to get the ball. So the Eagles held on to that two-point lead, and they tried to run the clock out, but couldn't do it. So Dallas got the ball back at their own 32 with 149 remaining and one timeout left. A field goal would win it. They only had to move about 40 yards to get in the field goal range. But on the first play of the drive, Kyle Orton, Kyle Orton. How about this story with Kyle Orton now with a chance to win it and send his team to the playoffs? 358 yards trying to set at least Bailey up for a field goal attempt. Bailey's career-long is 53 yards. Orton starts. Oh, and it's intercepted at the 40-yard line by Brandon Boykin. Brandon Boykin with his sixth of the season. And that Boykin interception clinched the win for the Birds, who won the division at 10-6. and six. The Cowboys would finish at 8-8. Eight and eight. Of course, the Eagles would lose in the wild card round the following week to the Saints at Lincoln Financial Field, but Foles left with the lead. Not quite as much of a joke as it used to be. So as you can see, in these five matchups, the Eagles and Cowboys recently have played a number 
of late season games with huge postseason implications. Most of them, four of the five, were do or die. The other one, of course, as I mentioned, the seeding was just so important. Uh, the Eagles won three of those games. Uh, they lost two of them. So what's going to happen this Sunday? Are the are the Eagles going to move to four and two in these types of games, or or does Dallas even things up? And I know coming into this game on Sunday, a lot of people are pointing to that 2008 game as the one that most matches this one. And there's a lot of similarities. There are a lot of parallels to that 44 to six game. Uh, but also there's that 1991 game, the first game that we talked about, which has the exact same parallels of both teams coming into this game needing a victory to go to the playoffs with the loser going home. And to me, the 1991 game may actually be a little bit closer uh, to where these two teams are, as especially on the Eagles side, the, all of the injuries that they've had to deal with leave their offense depleted. However, one thing is for sure, Carson Wentz is just a little bit better than Jeff Kemp. So we will see what happens uh, on Sunday afternoon at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, kickoff at 425 as the Eagles and Cowboys play a do or die. It's basically a postseason game, guys. You get an early Christmas present, a playoff game at Lincoln Financial Field between the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, continuing a recent rich tradition of late season matchups between these two teams. That'll do it for BGN Memories. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Just a reminder, folks, to subscribe, rate, and review for the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about it, whether you're on Stitcher or Spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time right here on BGN Memories. BGN. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.